John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with the water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And proclaimed a baptism of repentance. He told the people that they needed help, that they weren't living the way that God wanted and intended for them to live. In other places, we read that he called the people a brood of vipers. He told them to turn away from their past selves and how they had been living and turn to God. And you would think that the ranting and ravings of a wild man living simply off the land in the wilderness would go ignored that he would be preaching to absolutely no one, or that anyone who heard this message would be so turned off by the accusations that they would quickly leave the scene, leaving John's voice to yell into the wind. But that was not the case. People were hungry for this message. They were running out to the wilderness to hear these words. We read that people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to the wilderness to confess their sins and repent and to jump into the Jordan River and be made clean. Can you believe that? That John's message drew such a crowd? It's sometimes said in seminary that sin is the one theological concept we never have to teach. It's evident. People see it. Look around and you see what happens when we live in ways that are contrary to God's will for us. And even though John's words can sound harsh or judgmental to our ears, he was, in fact, proclaiming good news. And people recognized that. Absolutely everyone was invited into these waters. 
No one was too sinful or too unclean or too far gone to be discounted. No matter who you were or what you had done, all are welcome. And all of this happened out in the open. Yes, away from the city and the stuff of everyday life. But there was a crowd gathered. This was a communal declaration. A whole group of people who wanted to live differently. A public witness to what was taking place. This new thing that God was doing. These waters were filled with promise. John was drawing on a history of ritual cleansing. It was common to have ritual washing after touching the dead or giving birth or any number of things that made someone temporarily unclean. The washing restored the person to a state of ritual cleanliness. And John took this known symbol and infused it with new meaning. This was not just a matter of being ritually cleaned. This was a new start, a baptism of repentance, of returning to God. Then Jesus comes. Because John is doing all of this to prepare the way for Jesus, right? And Jesus is baptized along with the crowd, just like everyone else. And we could get into a discussion about whether Jesus needed to be baptized or not, but I think that's besides the point. Jesus was publicly baptized by John, along with everyone else who was gathered that day. This community of people who were longing for change and were ready to turn towards God. And in Jesus' baptism, All that John had been proclaiming became evident. This is the one who he had been preparing the way for. We read that the heavens were torn apart and God's spirit descended. And God declared, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The heavens were torn apart. That separation between heaven and earth, that barrier or that distance between God and people, heaven and earth, divine and human, gone. The heavens opened and the spirit descended. In other words, God is on the loose. Here on earth, This moment proclaims it, God's inbreaking into our world. God is here with us. This past week, we witnessed the manifestation of sin in our country. After years of increased hatred, growing division, swelling tensions, and escalating violence. It culminated in this appalling moment, an attack on our Capitol building. 
It's so unthinkable that it would be hard to believe if there weren't so many horrifying images from that day. However you vote, whatever way you lean politically, your feelings on taxes, whatever you think would be best for the future of our country, I think we could all agree and find some common ground that we all want to live in a place that is safe, where we don't have to question the stability of our government or fear law enforcement, a place where we can trust to some extent that those elected have the best interest of the people in their hearts. It sounds really simple when I say it out loud. But the events of Wednesday violated our most basic needs and most fundamental values. It would be easy to blame just the group of individuals who physically entered the Capitol building and dismiss them as extremists who don't represent who we are. But that ignores the entire culture that nurtured their hate and fueled their fire. Where have we gone wrong as a country? How can we move forward as a people? If we believe the truth that scripture reveals, if we trust in the word of God, and I'm so glad that we were given this scripture lesson for today. John's proclamation of a baptism of repentance open to all people, Jesus' own baptism, the heavens torn open, and the inbreaking of God in our world. If we hold on to the promises of God's word that we heard this morning, then we can still look at our country with hope. We can look at our nation that has been through so much and be certain that it isn't too far gone. It's not too sinful or too broken to heal. We are not bound to our past. We are not captive to sin. We do not have to throw up our hands in disgust and say we are stuck being divided forever. Because through Christ, the greatest reconciliation is already fulfilled. Jesus reconciled God and humanity. And if God and people can be reconciled, if heaven can open and the divine can be human and the human can experience the divine, if these two realms can become one, then all other reconciliation is possible. We read in our first lesson that God created the world and called it good. It is still good. And God is still at work creating. Remember the heavens torn open, God on the loose in our world? And we who share in the baptism of Jesus, who have been forgiven of sin by the water and marked with the cross of Christ 
and have received the Holy Spirit? Well, we are co-creators. We are co-workers with God. God has promised us in our baptism that we will be peacekeepers. We will work for justice. We will care for others and the word God made. We will proclaim Christ in word and deed. God promises to us to do these things through us. Baptism is an incredible gift and also an incredible challenge. We are forgiven and loved and given new life, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. And we are also called to live as a new creation, to live in a way that reflects God's love and bring God's heavenly kingdom to earth. Again, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. If this sounds impossible, it is. Or it would be if we had to do it alone by our own power. But this baptismal call to live as God's people is something that we do together in community. Like that first group gathered around John in the wilderness saying, yes, I want to live differently. And if we had to rely on our own human strength, even working together, it would be impossible. But we can live as Christ's hands and feet in the world, proclaiming God's love by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. That's God's promise to us. Beloved of God, God is on the loose, making all things new and bringing heaven to earth. And God calls us and trusts us to be a part of that transformation. Amen.